Today is Monday and it's time for episode two of Q and Ashney. Ask Ashney? I don't know. Are we even going to come up with a name for this? <laughs> we'll get started right after this. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. Today we have episode two in our four-episode mini-series that is a Q&A series based off of the current large series we're working on, which is helping you grow on all these different social media platforms, manage the community from them, and make the money from them too. So we're going to jump right into questions because we want to keep this short and concise for you. So Lumpy Shinobi asks, for people just starting on YouTube, what is something that people should do, but they don't? Lumpy, this is a really good question, and this one is really insightful because it causes a lot of reflection for me. So I really, really like this question a lot. I think one of the things that you don't realize that you need whenever you are first starting on YouTube is a storytelling skill. So initially, whenever you are learning how to create all these videos, a lot of people talk about SEO or search engine optimization, and some people don't even use that. So I guess my first answer for you, this is kind of like my pre-answer, my beta answer is make sure that you are using SEO. Make sure that the titles of your videos are searchable, that your thumbnails are clickable, that the intro that you do for the video is going to reinforce that thumbnail and that title. And make sure, of course, that the content delivers on what you teased in that triad of title, thumbnail, and intro. But there is skills that you have to develop beyond just being good at SEO. You need to get great at being a storyteller, which is a completely different skill set from what anyone else on uh, on streaming platforms really has. If you're a streamer, you don't really have to be much of a storyteller because the games typically tell the stories for you and you can't really tell a ton of stories while you're streaming because people don't get the full context of everything since they're only in your stream for a limited amount of time. But with YouTube, your videos are more focused. People can consume the entire thing in like 10 minutes flat and it's a much more value-packed content delivery system versus a stream where the value is spread out amongst hours. So something that you really need to start thinking about after you have thought about how to, to SEO your videos and how to be discovered is what story is all, what story is each individual video telling, but what story are all of my videos telling together? What's the journey that I'm on as an individual, as a unique person? How can I position my story as something that is compelling and interesting and that people want to learn about? This is why sometimes you make YouTube videos that aren't about SEO, but they can still get a ton of views. It's because they contribute to the overall story of you as the creator. This is a, a very, very big topic, but highly suggest if you haven't done so already that you look up storytelling and learn the components of it and start integrating that into your YouTube videos, or at least know that eventually that is something that you're going to need to start doing. Kelsey Lynn Starr asked, what is the ideal length of a stream if you're streaming three times a week, as I've heard you suggest? Kelsey, streaming is really variable. So it can 
it can be something that you do one hour once a week. It can be something that you do six or seven days a week for 10 hours at a time. It really just depends on your goals and the positions that you're in. There's really no one size fits all system. So first off, I want to say the people that need to be streaming six or seven days a week for a ton of time are the people who are already the, at the number one position in their directories. So if you are streaming Fortnite and you're like ninja level, right? If you're the first most viewed stream, you need to make sure that you are utilizing that position that you have as a creator. And one of the best ways that you can do that is by being live consistently because you know that you're going to be in that number one spot and you know that you're going to be discovered constantly. For those of us who are not in that number one spot or at least on the top row on the directories that we are participating in, we need to think about our discoverability because these other people are already being found, but we're not. So how do we get found? We need to make sure that we stream less so that we can focus on creating content that is discoverable, which is where YouTube and podcasts and social media comes in. So this is generally why I suggest people stream three or four times a week if they still want streaming to be a huge part of their brand, of their content strategy, but they don't have the traction, the the community or the momentum in order to be positioned within that first couple of spaces in the directories. If you're not popular yet, you need to find a way to get popular and get yourself in front of more people and using a using a platform that has an algorithm to put you in front of people is the best way to do that. But some of you might only need to stream once a week and typically you only need to stream once a week if you have a lot of other stuff going on but you want to maintain a connection or develop some kind of connection or maybe test the development of a connection with Twitch's audience. In terms of how long you should be streaming, it really depends on you as the creator. Some streams are going to be one hour, some streams need to be 10 hours. The longer the stream, the better because it allows more people to come in and find you and lurk you, which is going to make your numbers improve over the length of your stream. Usually I suggest three times a week, at least three hours at a time. If you can hold your energy for six or seven or eight hours, that's totally fine too, assuming you have nothing else to do that day because you're going to give people more time to come in, to lurk you, to get your numbers up and to help position you higher in the directories that you participate in. But for some of you, your energy is going to wear out and you're going to be boring to watch and that's going to be detrimental to your brand. So you'll need to have shorter streams. 6-Bit Dad Blog asked, what's the best way to stand out and grow in a category that is already full of streamers playing different games, doing speed runs, casual playthroughs, challenge runs, and more? Example, the retro category. So, Dad Blog. The best way to stand out and grow, especially if your category is saturated, is one, do something completely unique and different and fresh from speedruns, casual playthroughs, challenge runs, etc. And two, create discoverable content. So make sure that, yeah, maybe you're still doing speedruns like that other person is and like all those other people are, but you have a YouTube channel that's putting those speedruns in front of more people and they're likely to come through to your stream 
from your YouTube videos because you are one of the only streamers who is smart enough to utilize this strategy. You're putting yourself in front of tons more people and especially if you're using SEO and you're optimizing yourself for search and you are using storytelling in order to attract people to you and your personality as opposed to just being an SEO oriented YouTuber you are going to stand out and grow way faster versus someone who is solely participating on Twitch. John Cadia asked, what are some poor common practices that are easy to fall into and don't seem detrimental, but actually hurt your chances for success in the long run? Ooh, John, this one is super good. Love this. So I think one of the biggest things is that you focus too much time on actually creating the content as opposed to promoting it. It is much, much, much better to stream less and spend most of your time focusing on promoting that stream versus streaming more and expecting people to just find you. And this is the same for any type of content. It doesn't matter if it's streaming, if it's YouTube videos, podcasts, or social media. You need to be spending your time with your boots on the ground. The best analogy that I have for this is that whenever you are a smaller creator and you don't have a ton of momentum, you are a door-to-door -door salesman. You need to take your content to people door to door. You have to do the work of knocking on those doors, of finding your audience, of figuring out where they are until that door to door business has made enough quote unquote sales in order to start generating more word of mouth recommendations. And at that point, you've got traction because other people are talking about how helpful and interesting and useful your content is and they're sharing your content for you. But until you have the momentum of other people sharing your stuff, you have to be the one that's putting it in front of other people first. Another one is focusing too much on SEO. So if you are focused completely on just being found through search, but you're not using the attention that you get from search in order to attach people onto your personality, you are going to struggle as a creator because you're only going to be as useful as your ability to find search terms, to target them, and to appear as the number one result inside of the, those search results. So as great as that is, and that can bring a lot of traction to your channel, success now is really defined by your ability to attach people onto your personality. So yes, target those search terms, but make sure that you include information about your life too, and you get people attached to you and your mission and the journey that you're on. Sherix asked, is it better to be a variety streamer or find that one niche game and stick to it? Ooh, this is such a good question because I'm about to shift your mindset completely about this idea. This is a very archaic question. This means that this question comes from a mindset that is really, really old in terms of the streaming world and the, that community. Back in the day when nobody was really focusing on discoverability and we were mainly able to get it from Twitch because it wasn't as saturated, there were some easy questions 
that you could ask yourself to come up with easy solutions to where you could actually be discovered. And one of these questions was, should I be a variety streamer or should I find a niche game? Because if I'm a variety streamer, that means that I am switching up games a lot. It might be hard to find me. Maybe people don't continue watching because they only like to watch me play one game and not the other. Or should I have a niche game so that I can be discovered and be known for a specific community, be discovered within that community, and find my own fresh space within that group of people? But you don't have to be either or now. You actually don't have to ask yourself this question at all because the reason that we asked this question two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago was because we wanted to figure out what was best for our own happiness as creators, but also what was best for our discoverability and how we could get our content in front of more people. Streamers just aren't using Twitch as their discoverability system anymore. The mindset towards that has shifted and a lot of streamers are getting into either podcasting or YouTube in order to improve their discoverability now. And the reason for this, obviously, is because they realized that Twitch and all these other live streaming platforms are not reliable discoverability systems because they are so saturated, it's hard to be found. So they've looked for other sources to get that discoverability from. In order to be found, they've utilized other platforms and put themselves in front of more people. And now with their streams, they have a lot more options of what they can create so you don't have to answer this question you can be a variety streamer you can stream that one game it really doesn't matter as long as you are creating content on other platforms that's putting you in front of more people and you have very strong CTAs or calls to action that are encouraging people to go from your YouTube videos, come into your stream and watch you live because they can get to know you or watch the content or interact with you, whatever you want to sell them on. All right, that's it, y'all. I hope this answered some of your questions. If you would like to have your question answered by me, you can tweet at Ashney Christ on Twitter, or you can tag me in your Instagram stories at Ashney Christ and ask me whatever question you want. I will take the ones that I think are super interesting, and we will put them up in next week's episode. And as a reminder, this is episode two out of four of these Q&A episodes. We're only going to do a couple more of these. And depending on whether or not y'all like these, we might continue doing them, but we might not. So you might only have two more episodes in order to get on this show. I love you all so much. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a review. It helps us get found in the algorithm. It helps more people get helped by us. I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye!